Hello friends and loved ones. Welcome back to Be Still Be Free in the Bcast. Um, it is Monica here today with Sarah and Tracy. Hello. And this is our last mini-series of Walking from Bondage to Breakthrough. It's got so Mixed fast. emotions. I know. I know. Um, it does sad. feel like yesterday, though, that we sat down for the first recording. It feels like yesterday that we were like, hey, Tracy, we had this idea. We <laughs> <laughs> were thinking that we could really use your help. That was a year ago, though, that this we started long. talking about this series. Because we had originally thought we might launch in January. Yeah, that's right. And but I had chronic illness. That's right. Out. I was going to say that. That's I was. So right. we had to pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this particular topic was added in afterwards. It was not part of the original idea. And so um, God really had his way with it. And he chose this time for such a time as this for everyone to have this. So we've heard from so many of you about how much this has blessed you. We've heard some personal testimonies. We've heard some great encouragement. And we just want to say thank you for continuing to reach out and just sharing with us. Um, We all sit around this table and we nod at each other and we assume that y'all are nodding with us or (laughs) laughing with us or giving us an amen um, from your car or running on the road. Um, And, you know, it just, it's great to hear from you personally though, just to confirm that and just to let us know that, you know, we're hearing from God correctly. For sure. So we're kicking off today, the final series. This is on um, chronic illness um, and healing and kind of a different journey with that. Tracy's going to lead us through a teaching today, um, kind of based on a personal um, walk, but definitely some some expert teaching from her today. And before we get started, I was just going to share just a couple quick words about the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to try to find us a woman from the Bible that can relate to our current struggles. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'm looking at Mark uh, 5, 25 through 34. And um, this woman had continual bleeding for 12 years. And if we could all just pause and acknowledge what a nightmare that would no, be cannot. in 2020, let alone back in <laughs> right what, 34 AD or whatever, yes. like horrible. Um, she suffered greatly. She was under the care of various doctors. She spent all her, the money that she had on treatments and was not getting better. Um, Jesus was in the crowds walking through the temple courts and such. And she had heard about Jesus's healing power, pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him to touch his prayer shawl. She said to herself, if I can only touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Can you imagine what that would feel like to instantly feel your body heal itself Mm -hmm. because of his power? Like, that's fascinating. Um, Jesus knew at once he could feel the power was like released from him. He tried to find out who touched his clothes. The disciples were like, dude, there's like five million people surrounding you. What do you mean one person touched me? (laughs) Yeah. It's just those dudes for you. Um, but his eyes swept across the cloud, the crowd. He looked for the one when she realized this, she was trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet. I was the one who touched you. And she told him the story of what had happened. And this is the passion translation. And you're going to freak out when I read this, um, verse 34, Jesus said to her daughter, because you dared to believe (laughs) your faith has healed you go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. And then be free. free. I need 
to take that from you. Yes. Da- it so says dare it to says believe. dare to believe. So we talked about that with like That's, faith and fear at the very yes, first part of believe. this whole series. Yes. Was daring to believe. But that mine came from Lamentations. I had no idea I know. it was here in the New in Testament. The, so a couple things about this that I love. One was she heard about Jesus's power. Mm-hmm. Um, she was at the end of her rope. And I know a lot of times we... I don't want to share this story and just say, if you dare to believe that God's going to do the exact same healing process. But the things that I do love in it is she heard about his healing power. She believed in it, but she kept saying to herself, Mm -hmm. if only I could touch his clothes, I know it'd be healed. And I think we just got to like keep talking to ourselves sometimes. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Like we've talked about that so many times, like keep dare to to yourself, dare Dare to to believe, dare to believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but just like Jesus knew it, like he could feel the power come out of the him. power come out that she dared to believe for. And yeah. like, does that still happen? Does he feel right. that when we dare to believe today? Right. It just gives me chill bumps. To that think is, about that, that kind of is stuff. awesome. So good. But I just, so I just wanted to open with that because I know so many people listening. I know people in my life. I know mm-hmm. people at this table. There's mm-hmm. a, a lot of us that have struggled with um, chronic yeah. illness um, long-term suffering yep. in one way, shape, or form. And I just want this to be an encouraging episode for you. Well, I thought was unique using this as a wrap-up to this whole thing is that, you know, whether you're in depression or anxiety, uh, self-loathing, whatever you're struggling with, that's a healing, yeah. right? Because as we've talked about, there are, there are issues within the brain sometimes mm-hmm. with serotonin and uptake and release and, there could truly be a physiological purpose that you're feeling the way you feel and you truly need a miracle in your life that you're doing everything you can on this side. Um, But, you know, I think it's easy to get fixed on man-made solutions to problems, but at the end of the day, God is the the final physician. He's Mm -hmm. the great physician and he's the maker of our bodies. He knit Mm -hmm. them together. Um, and he wants us to come to him and say, Hey father, here I am. This is, this is my problem. I, the lady that we're going to be, um, interviewing for our practical everyday Mm -hmm. woman with this, um, she had a quote in her, her, uh, book and it was so great. I read it again last night and it said, when we go to the Lord in prayer, it's not because we're informing him of what's going on. Yeah. It's because we're releasing ourselves mm. so to our God. Yes. Like there's nothing that we can tell him that he cast on your know. hair. First right. And that's exactly the thought that came to me was care. that that is, I've always, that's been an abstract thing to me. How do we cast that's our care? care. Yeah. I've never really understood that. And you know, my yoke is easy and all that. Right. And then I read that last night. I was like, that's what casting processing the talking, care is. It's talking about your problems with the the lover of your life that can actually do something about it. And that's why Christian counseling is so key. Because yes. when you sit with a Christian counselor and you're processing and you've welcomed the presence of God yes. who is able and willing yep. to heal, miracles happen. Me too. Yeah. Miracles happen. Because you do that. And yes. I think that's why I got the chills. That's what Tracy, you are so fantastic. And then let's just give it over to you. But you're so fantastic at inviting the spirit yes. into every one of your sessions and wrapping up mm-hmm. with the spirit at the end of your sessions. Um, and you always bring it back to the word. You bring it back to God. It's dependence on God. I mean, even when we were praying to open this up, I know. You know, it's all about in the name just of Jesus. Such a, in such a peace. Yes. That, that is just, such a gift that you have. It is so, such a gift. Um, you know, tell us what you've got. 
Well, I love what you guys have just shared. And I want to say um, with chronic illness, that may be the primary struggle, but the secondary struggle can absolutely move into depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. And thank you so much, Monica and Sarah, for letting me do this topic, because I think this is one of those silent struggles we do yeah. not talk about. Yeah. So I just want to kind of pull back a second and kind of say, okay, what is chronic illness? Well, it's defined as a reoccurring illness that persists over a year and it requires ongoing medical attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me give you a couple of the things that fall under chronic illness, migraines, Lyme's disease, back pain, vertigo, insomnia, heart disease, reflux, arthritis, joint pain, diabetes, symptoms after a stroke, cancer, symptoms after surgery Mm -hmm. or an accident of some kind and neurological issues and more. But I loved this quote that I read and um, really helped me so much in my journey through a chronic illness. And I believe this statement is usually true. And here it is. I may not look sick, on the outside, but turn my body inside out Mm. and it would tell a different story. Wow, that's fantastic. And I want to give words to that. And I want to say to the ladies listening, and I want to give you a voice here to acknowledge that although it is unseen to the human eye, you today can acknowledge that on the inside, there's something wrong Mm -hmm. and you're not alone. One in five adults in the United States experience chronic pain. Mm -hmm. 50 million, okay, this was a few years back, 50 million adults have stated they struggle with chronic pain. And then this part makes me sad. Chronic pain is more prevalent in women. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, 65% of of adults over 65 experience chronic pain. So in the medical field, they've kind of put chronic pain in four broad categories. Back pain, 80% will experience back pain. Have we have all three? I have, (laughs) Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So 80% at some point will have, and back pain is excruciating, Mm -hmm. is it not? Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, headaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, research has shown that one in four households includes someone that struggles with migraines. Mm-hmm. N- neuropathic pain, that's the nerve pain. 20 million adults struggle with nerve pain. And lastly, joint pain. 23% of all adults, 54 million people struggle with arthritis. And we've already mentioned, let's just say that, you know, pain isn't just physical. Mm-hmm. Chronic pain clearly affects the body. And the mind and the spirit, and although we said this, it may be the primary cause, okay, the secondary issue can arise, such as depression and anxiety, which makes our physical pain worse. We see this so much. You know, I work in the pain industry. That's my, that's my, we work in, I work for a pain clinic and I, I deal with people in pain every day that I'm at work. And so many of our patients are also on anti-anxieties, antidepressants. Um, You know, there's a whole, there are just two different tracks of things going on. Something to treat this pain, something to treat this pain. Um, And we talk about even sometimes, Tracy, what comes first? Did, you know, 
is there such depression and anxiety in this person's life that it has turned into a manifestation right. of physical pain? Or did it start with physical pain and yeah. it has now turned into yeah. a depression and into an anxiety or a grief even? Yes. Um, it's just very similar how the two are right. very intertwined. intertwined. Yeah. And, and I get that because I struggle with chronic pain. So I've been a chronic pain sufferer for a long, long time. In fact, I had a, a doctor ask me one time, how long have you had pain in your legs? And I said, as long as I can remember. I mean, even as a teenager, I would just get the most achy pains. I was like growing pain feels, but I was done growing. And I would just have to just be still for a couple of hours. My cramps were extremely bad. Like everything I've ever had, like the, the chronic neuro, like neuro pain I have had for years. Um, and if you haven't had a chronic pain like right. that, it's hard to understand. It is. I, I really didn't understand until mm -hmm. this, till a year the ago situation. when, and I'll be sharing that in the next podcast, you know, I was the suicidal teen, so I had the mental pain, mm -hmm. right? And then in, uh, as a senior in college at Asbury, I had drug-induced hepatitis, so I had the physical issue with my liver turning against itself. But what I experienced last year, and we'll talk about soon, I was not only impacted physically, but I was impacted mentally. Mm -hmm. And putting yeah. the two together at the same time was the worst torment I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah. It's so true. So and we have to treat both. You do have to. Treat you have both. to treat both. You it's can't. so similar having, or so funny having this conversation with you because um, you guys know that Ryland, you know, is at Georgia. He mm -hmm. plays football, and he's just had one injury after another. And I'm just putting this together in this one conversation that I have this heavy burden for him. Right. And it's because I know that physical, you know, you have an understanding can take you into. Yeah. And so, you know, I was telling the ladies before we started recording that I've even said, hey, if you need to go see the sports psychologist, mm -hmm. like, don't deny yourself. Don't right. don't mask it. Don't yeah. avoid it. Don't act like it's not there. Like, yeah. recognize it and, and don't yeah. be afraid to talk to somebody yeah. about it, because I see every day in the lives of other people and I see in my own yes. life how it can defeat you yes. it can you know it can take away from your quality of life so just you, adding to like so that's good. all very real for me and for some people who've never struggled with chronic pain it's so abstract you yeah. you can't have the empathy in fact a lot of people get angry at people who are in pain yeah because they don't get it you know like just you know why are you hurting all the time yeah. well you don't really know sometimes. But that's right. And I and I love, you know, Proverbs. And that's why this podcast is so powerful. Whether you have had pro chronic pain or you know someone who has chronic pain, you know, it says in Proverbs um, 4 verse 7, above all and before all do this, get wisdom. Mm -hmm. By you listening today, you're getting wisdom. Oh, and then yeah. listen to the second part. Write this at the top of your list. Get understanding. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what we're about to talk about here now is the stages of chronic illness. This is no way comprehensive. And this is what I have written original myself of what I've seen my clients, mm -hmm. the stages I've seen them go through and the stages I have, have and am going through. And can so, I just say this real quick? God cares about your chronic illness, whether it's pain or what, whatever your struggle is. I think sometimes we take God out of our physical things, right? Like, oh, I just need to buck up. God cares about whatever you're struggling with. Amen. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. 
So here's stage one with chronic illness. The search for the diagnosis. Oh boy, isn't that true? You know something's wrong. You know you're not your typical self, but you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And this is when fear can come in, concern can come in. And your main focus in this stage is finding out what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And what we do now in our modern age is we go to the internet and we begin to research <laughs> and we begin to obsess and, and self-diagnose. Yes, we do. And But here's what I want to say to you. There's another way. If you are in the place or have been in the place of, of needing to know a diagnosis, ask for wisdom mm -hmm. from on high. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And then Matthew 7, 7 through 8, ask, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be opened. So I want to say to you, precious one, stop searching online. Stop asking questions to your friends and pause and ask the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who knows all things, mm -hmm. all things. To ask and seek God is the conscious effort. Okay. It's a choice of getting through the natural means to God himself to constantly set our minds toward God in all our experiences. Like you said, Sarah, bring him into your chronic pain. He's not separate from it. That's right. Well, the woman with the issue of blood did that exact thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. She heard about his healing power and like went to him. Yes. She sought him out mm -hmm. and the action step. And that's the next part. We have to ask first. And then when we sit after asking if should he lead us or speak to us, then we knock. Mm -hmm. And when her her knocking, the one with the issue of blood, was searching him out through a crowd. That was a faith step. Mm -hmm. That was an action step. She went beyond asking, asking, asking yeah. all those years to this. You know, that wasn't enough. Yeah. The step of faith to mm -hmm. search him and reach for his garment and the power that released. It was the knocking, the, the step of faith. And so what I want to say is after you ask, okay, and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit, turn off the internet, stop talking about it with people and ask for wisdom from God, your creator. Hebrews eleven six. this is the promise if we move in faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I love this quote from uh, Dwight Moody. This, you're gonna, Sarah's gonna be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I won't be, but she will be. No, you will be too. But Sarah's going to be like, I, yes. I might be a little geeked up. Uh, some people think God does not like to be troubled with our constant coming and asking. Mm. But the way to trouble God is not to come at all. Oh, oh that's, that's so good. good. We okay. need to make that like a yes. graphic. Yes. The way to trouble God is to not 
come at all. So I'm here to tell you, do what we just read in in Matthew 7. Ask, seek, and knock. I'm going to give you a practical example that's not even, I will say this, seven days in to my chronic illness, I, I tried everything. I looked on the internet. I talked to my mom. I tried all these procedures. But on the seventh day, I said, Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. I need to hear from you. What I have tried is not working. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, get help. Oh. And so my knocking and, and my walking through the crowd to reach his garment was to make an appointment with the doctor yeah. mm. who could help me. Right. Mm. So, but in counseling, I love this example, Monica, you've heard this before. Um, I was sitting with a woman and they had marital issues. They had been married a long time. They were basically roommates living separate lives. Mm. They hadn't talked in months. And so she sat with me sharing her pain and her hurt and her desire. How can I get my marriage back? And so I read to her, Matthew, and I said, we need to ask. We need to seek. Mm -hmm. And so in session, I said, we're going to do this together because she had no idea what I was talking about. And, And we just, I had her ask and we just asked, Holy Spirit, what is something she can do to rebuild and take one step toward her husband and her marriage. And we sat in silence for three minutes. I heard something so strange. And I said, I'm going to say what I heard to you. And I said, apple pie. And she started giggling and she said that's his favorite dessert no way i said i i i don't understand this but i think you're supposed to prepare an apple pie and i said when you cut up the apples i want you to say jesus come when you're preparing that pie i want you to ask the lord ask seek and knock in faith as you are making that pie. Jesus, come. Bring a miracle in our marriage. Bring us back together. And so the next, she got her stuff that day after our counseling session. The next day, she prepared it. She put it in the oven. She pulled it out about 20 minutes before he came home. He walked through the door. He looked at her and he said, is that apple pie? <laughs> she said, Yes. She said, would you like a piece? He said, absolutely. They sat down at the front window eating apple pie and spoke for the first time in months. Ladies, we can ask. We can seek. And when he speaks and shows us, we can move forward in faith and a miracle. No matter how weird it sounds. Right. Because, you know, for me... One of the things that I have felt in my prayers and I have prayed for years for healing of my pain and my issues. And it's like, I kept being drawn to healing services. I didn't grow up charismatic. I didn't grow up believing in the power of healing. I'm sure. I'm only laughing because I grew up in a hyper-Pentecostal, so I'm sure it would have freaked you out. You know, I mean, we had a piano and an organ that, you know oh, what I'm saying? No tambourines? Yes. No flats? No tambourines. Oh. Um, you know, we didn't hold microphones when we sang, like used to be high on the pulpit. Like, I'm not joking. Yeah. So, you know, the, the speaking in tongues and healing thing is very out of my comfort zone. And um, I never have done it. And I had an opportunity at a Christine Kane event um, in Florida. Mm-hmm. 
where, you know, she had asked, is there anybody here struggling with, with pain? Mm-hmm. And my pride and my disbelief was, oh, I don't want to raise my hand. I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm not going to raise my hand. And all these other people are raising their hands. And I could feel that. It was almost like, you know, go forward. Nudge. Say, go forward. Mm-hmm. Raise Nudge. your hand. Raise your hand. So I had that experience. And then um, when we went to Israel, I had an experience where uh, it was that nudging. And, and the interesting mm-hmm. thing was, is that you talk about, you know, crying out and asking. And, you know, we get to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. We get to go to the tomb. Yeah. We get to go to these places. And each place, one of my constant prayers were for my pain yeah. and for uh, Ryland's injuries and physical healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just I had an amazing experience over there with just some healing prayer and, and so forth. And that's totally out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And so I, I say all of that to say yeah. making an apple pie may sound completely weird, bogus yeah. and out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But when you feel that prodding, when you've been asking right. and then you feel the prodding, yes. that's when you have to have the faith to go Move find forward. him and touch his gown. Nah. Let me ask you this. So, I mean, I think you would agree and you alluded to this too, like deep huge trauma can manifest in some physical pain if it, if it's not addressed, but what would you say to somebody who does not want to go seek help for the deep rooted trauma because they don't want to dig it up. Mm-hmm. They want to let the past be the past, mm-hmm. but th- there is a correlation. Absolutely. Like what, how would you encourage that person to ask and seek and not? And- so like you said, and we've talked about before that our body is going to communicate to us what we're not willing to deal with. So if we're not going to go seek out the help and process the trauma, mm-hmm. we will have a manifestation of something in our body. Um, it could be chronic pain. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. And God loves us so much that he will even allow the struggle to get worse because there's help available in his goodness, you know? And so I actually have taught my clients, be thankful that your body even has been communicating or you wouldn't be here with me today. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have gone to the doctor yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that's where pain or or our body communicating to us is actually a blessing to tell us something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We need help. So mm-hmm. the person listening that has been so resistant to it, I hope feels encouraged yes. and feels like a prompting of the Holy Spirit. If it's time mm-hmm. to, cause I think you just get to that root. There's so much freedom there, yeah, yeah. but it's, but the devil it's wants so to deep. You down. Yeah. Yes, he does. So he makes you feel like it's not important. It's too hard. You're not worthy. Mm-hmm. This is your payment, your punishment, whatever. The There's flesh. been enough time. Yeah, we've listened moved on. to all of those. those this lies. is just going to be the way yeah, things are. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if that's you, I would just say, start right here. Mm-hmm. Ask God, you know, I've been experiencing X, Y, and Z. I'm asking you for wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, will you show me and speak to me how I can move forward in faith and move from the asking and the seeking to the knocking. And I'm sure you're going to get to a point where you talk about that prayers are not always answered the yeah. way we want them to be answered. Yeah. Okay. So second stage, grieve the diagnosis or lack of diagnosis. You guys, sometimes we never actually figure out what it is. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Second Corinthians one, he's the father of all mercy. He's the God of all compassion. So we talked about the five stages of grief very quickly. When we 
finally get the diagnosis or we never get the diagnosis, we go through shock and denial. Mm. We go through bargaining. What if we go through the sadness, the anger and the acceptance? Okay. And so again, once we have the diagnosis, we may not like it, but it's understanding that God is on the journey with us. Mm. Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are my praise. And, you know, I'm still grieving personally. All five of those stages Mm. I can go through in one day or within a week. But the acceptance stage for me when when I'm in that place is trusting God and knowing that whatever I've lost, Jensen Franklin said this, whatever I've lost, I never needed to fulfill my destiny. Ooh, that's good. Jensen oh, Franklin. That's another good one. I, I heard him say that. And I mean, I began to weep because of all the loss I've had through chronic illness. When Jensen Franklin from the pulpit said, I want you to know that whatever you have lost, you never needed to fulfill your destiny. That set me free. That set somebody free out too that's listening right now. So thank you, Jensen. I give you credit. But that phrase will forever be inside of me. Mm -hmm. Forever. Oh, that's so good. Whatever you have lost. Say it again. Whatever you have lost, you never needed it to fulfill your destiny. I wish I knew the name of the sermon. I would give it to you, but it was (laughs) fabulous. So um, grieve. Understand that you do have to process this, okay? Number three, this in the stage of chronic illness, finding your new normal, mm-hmm. oh boy. Oh, yeah. Respecting your limits oh, yeah. so you can do more. There's a spoons theory that I have learned that has really helped me. And the, the premise is every morning we wake up and we're given a number of spoons. So let's say my number's 12. I've kind of given myself the number 12. And so I have 12 spoons to use throughout the day. And when they're done, I'm done. Interesting. Okay. So I have to choose more carefully than most people. Okay. Yeah. So this morning I I used two spoons to get the kids ready and drive two carpools. I'm probably using four spoons to do the two (laughs) two podcasts. I have have six spoons left. I have two more carpools, dinner and family time. Well, there you go. And then I'm done. That's so good. The spoons theory. And here's the thing. Don't compare how many spoons you have to someone else. Honor the amount of spoons. Be thankful. If you Mm -hmm. only have three spoons, Mm -hmm. Praise him and choose and use comparison them widely. To acceptance. Yep. Comparison to That's acceptance. That's right. So, mm-hmm. you know, set boundaries. Say okay. no. I, I can't do anything in the evenings. Yeah. I'm I, I sometimes I'm like, I miss doing things, but that's just not I'm not able to. I have to say no unless I reserve a few spoons, which means yeah. I have to rest during the day. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to say um, in stage three of finding your new normal is look for the glory in your normal, Mm. in your new normal. One of my glories personally is I no longer have the privilege to simply busy myself. Mm -hmm. That's so great. I have to choose carefully. I I cannot move in self-effort anymore. I can't push myself to exhaustion. And ladies, I glorify God when I honor my body. Mm-hmm. I glorify him That's right. when I acknowledge how many spoons I have mm-hmm. and, and rest. And That's rest. so good. Yep. Rest. So finding the diagnosis, right? First stage. Then grieve the diagnosis or lack of finding your normal. And then the last stage 
Again, no way comprehensive. And this one has been so key for me. I hope this sets someone free. Embracing the uncertainty of your chronic illness while holding tightly onto the certainty of God. Mm, so good. Okay. Uh, Hebrews 6, uh, 18 and 19. The Living Translation says, we who have fled to him for refuge, that's when we have chronic illness, we got to flee to him for refuge, can, can have great confidence as we hold on to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. So with chronic illness, we don't know what our, what's going to happen tomorrow, how we're going to feel, but we can be sure and certain that God is with you and he never changes. Okay. I have another, okay. You're going to like this one. Monica. Okay. <laughs> Just me. Not you. Here's one of the anchors of hope that I tell myself every day. I am in Christ, according to Galatians 2.20. Yeah. Therefore, all my circumstances are in Christ. Oh, that's so I bring my chronic so illness in to the fact that I am in Christ. Therefore, my chronic illness is in Christ. And so no matter what we're going through and no matter where the chronic illness came from, whether it's the enemy, your own sin, someone else's sin, or the fallenness of the world, when we invite God in and we say, I am in Christ and even this illness is in Christ, Okay, we're inviting his goodness to invade mm -hmm. where he can work all things for good, so all good. things for good. So I'm living. And if you have chronic illness or know someone with it, we are living in the tension of believing for healing while experiencing symptoms that bring struggle. Okay. We're believing. And so how is God going to bring your victory? I don't know. But there's three areas I have personally experienced. Number one, I have been supernaturally healed. When my liver began to turn on itself because of drug-induced hepatitis, I was on a liver transplant list and it was found that my liver on its own began to heal itself no through the power of prayer. Wow. So I have experienced supernatural healing. And I want to say to you, that is one way God could lead you to victory. Mm -hmm. You could experience a supernatural healing. The second way I've also experienced healing over time, mm -hmm. the process of healing. That was me when I was a suicidal teen. It took time. I had to go to counseling. I've had to get on medication. I've had to process. I've had to read God's word. And so over time, there's been this healing that's evolved. And then there's the third, and this is where I am right now, expectantly waiting mm -hmm. for my healing. I love yeah. those two words Expectantly waiting. We've said that over the years. Mm -hmm. For my healing. You, you, there's two ways to wait. Yeah. Yep. One is, well, Defeated. maybe. Or right. is it today? Yep. Is it oh, today? I will, I, will my healing happen today. Okay. So that's where the glance and gaze comes in. And that's how we can be expectant for our healing. We can acknowledge and glance that our body's struggling this mm -hmm. morning, huge headache, dizzy, mm -hmm. you know, driving here, no fun. I, I acknowledge that I glance at that, but I gaze at Jesus and his word. I gaze at Psalm 103, three, that says he can heal us 
of all diseases inside and out. So So even though I'm feeling struggle, I am looking, I am expectant that he can heal me. And I believe, believe. I'm daring to believe. And I know that healing awaits me in heaven. Mm -hmm. I will not be disappointed. In heaven, there's no negatives. Total healing and total wholeness await me when I enter the gates of heaven. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Bring it here too, Jesus. I'm expecting it it here. Yes. So Romans 8.18, for I consider that the suffering of this present time is not worth comparing with the glory that is yet to be revealed. So good. Yet to be revealed. So experiencing the tension of believing God's word while having the symptoms, I do it every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, there is a victory in it. Mm -hmm. Easier some days than others. But there is a way to glance at your body but gaze at Jesus and his word. Um, Remember how far you've come. Yeah. I have to do that often. You know, I have to remember, I, we can so take for granted how much better we are. Mm -hmm. So I want to say to you, take a piece of paper out and write down how far you've come Mm -hmm. in your chronic illness and, and just remember what he has already done. Okay. So grieve right? Just last week, I was a little bit angry at God, to be honest with you. I was like, why am I still struggling? Yeah. And so we had to process that. Kind of like you said, Sarah, I had to express it and cry and just tell him how I felt. Your anger is not too much for God. No, you're, and you're not doubting him by, by expressing yourself to him. Again, Jesus wept. Why did he weep? He asked the Lord to take this cup from me. What was the cup he asked to be taken? To have to be put to death and bear the sins of, of everyone. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a big issue. Yes. There's a lot of pain. He knew he was getting ready to suffer and he asked for it to be taken from him. God didn't take it from him, mm-hmm. but he resurrected him. That's right. Down the path, right? Yep. So I just say that because, again, we are allowed to weep. We Amen. are allowed to cry out. We are allowed to lament. We are allowed to, again, he is not surprised by what we're saying. He knows our thoughts. It's our way of purging ourselves. Yes. And it's, your faith. it's therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's therapy for your faith. Mm-hmm. If you think that you serve a God that you can't go to in all of your struggle, then what kind of God do you serve? That's right. Doubt is actually... Um, showing you the reality that you have faith. Mm -hmm. Ravi Zacharias talks about that all the time. When you have faith in who God is, there will be doubt. But that's just, that tension right there is showing you that faith is is so evident in your life. And so we've talked about this in past podcasts too. It's not a sin to have a thought. It's not a sin to have a feeling, but bring it before God, before the obedience of Christ. So I'll I'll be honest, a couple of weeks ago, I was in such a terrible mood that my husband and my 14 year old daughter is like, what is wrong? And I didn't know. And so guess what I did? I asked God. I needed to ask, seek and knock right there on the couch. I said, Jesus, what's going on? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're angry. Mm-hmm. You're angry at me because you are still struggling. Yeah. So the next morning I found a space. I grieved. I yelled a little bit. I cried. 
And then I just began to move into that acceptance stage again. Listen, and if, if Tracy, the quote professional counselor can experience those things, Mm -hmm. I hope that just gives you permission to know it's so normal and okay. And part of the process, like it's just part of it. So I just, I think that brings people just so much relief Mm -hmm. to know you can be angry at God. You can yell at God and you can purge it, but you have to do it to him. That's right. Not to Anybody else? Like, for the yeah, sake of but yeah. like go to him with it. But then it, yeah. at the end, leave your palms open and keep it released. That's right. I think the two places that I see that I get so frustrated um, with people who suffer are the ones who, one, don't want to go to God. They don't want to, you know, feel like it's a big enough deal to go to God. Yeah. Um, or they're mad at God, yeah. so they don't go to him, right? Because they think they're punishing mm-hmm. him when right. really you're just punishing yourself. Right. But secondly, it's the ones who choose to do nothing about it. And mm-hmm. I have somebody very dear in my life, very close to me, that um, has just for years chosen to have a, yeah, you know, you know, will say, how do I just flip the switch? You know, and this has been years of saying, you just have to choose mm-hmm. to wake up with a new day and a new dawn and a new perspective and like you said, the next day you found space to grieve yeah. and then you said, okay, now I need to move forward, right? Um, keep moving forward. Keep Don't moving quit forward. living. Yeah. That's what the devil wants. He wins when yes. you quit living. Yes. And that's the expectation that we're talking about, that healing awaits you yes. supernaturally through the process of going to doctors, taking medicine, yes. seeking counseling, or... The truth is healing awaits you in heaven, but let's believe for it and dare to hope and dare to believe for it here on earth. And if he doesn't heal us on earth, God will give us grace every day, the strength every day for the spoons he's allotted. Yes. Okay. And that's what I need you to hear. I recognize I can't, I can no longer run around crazily in self-effort. I can no longer push myself. I have to honor my body. But when I say, Jesus, show me my day. Show me and I honor him and I honor myself. Okay. I I can do more when I set my limits. I can do more. So again, and I have this here. Um, I wrote this out when I went through my um, uh, chronic illness. It says trusting God is the anchor of faith. While faith is the movement, trust is the anchor that enables you to move beyond walking by faith and not by sight Mm. into seeing, knowing, and anchoring your trust wholly into God who only wants to do you good. Mm. So I'm telling you right now, invite God in. Begin to say, God, I'm angry. I'm sad. I have all these thoughts. I have all these emotions. emotions, I'm struggling, but I'm running to you with it. Mm -hmm. You are my only hope. And although I'm struggling, I I, I run to you and and wholly know that you just want to be good. One last thought. Remember that God is not only able to heal, He's willing. Mm. You said it with the woman with the issue of blood. I have another example in Matthew 8, 2, 3. And it says, a man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of all leprosy. 
So one thing we can know for sure is God is not only able, he is willing. Whether it's supernatural, whether it's the healing through a process of doing things naturally and believing for the supernatural Mm -hmm. to come alongside, or whether you know your total victory awaits from you in heaven, but you dare to believe that it can await you here on earth too, okay? Revelation 21, 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, Mm. nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. That's Revelation 21, 4. There's no pain. There's no mourning. There's there's no nakedness in heaven. So I want to say, let's dare to believe for healing. Let's glance at our bodies. Let's ask Jesus, show me what's going on. Let's grieve. Let's knock and step out and get the help that's available, right? But I also want to say, let's be like the leper Mm -hmm. and kneel before God. Are you willing? And know he's saying, yes, yes. I am not only able, Tracy, Mm -hmm. to heal. I am willing to heal. So wherever you are on this stage of chronic illness, Honor the stage you're in, and remember God is able and willing to heal. Let's wait expectantly. Ooh, so amen good. to that. My goodness. So good. Um, that was amazing. Yes. And you are going to be back next week to share your why she's so passionate about this. And we just <laughs> allowed time to go over because Tracy's so passionate about this because this hits very close to home, and she's going to share her story next week, and you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you tune in um, and hear her heart. Yeah. Um, but just thank you guys for listening, Tracy. This is so good. So good. And I, I, listen, we want to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. How this is impacting you. So make sure you reach out. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.